0: Hey, what's up, folks? You welcome to K Steel, words of wisdom today. And today we just kind of want to challenge you to rethink how you how you manage your, <laughs> your male parts. You know, so I'm sitting here with my boy, uh, what's my co-host?
1: W.A. Carter. W.A. Carter in the house.
0: W.A. Carter, first time on the show, we welcome you. So so check this out. One of his boys, um, uh how, how should we start this podcast to, to make it sound or make it be as authentic and transparent as possible uh, for the people out there.
1: Uh, I think the first thing that we want to talk about is, as a catalyst for this particular podcast, was there was a, a guy that case that Steele player. was telling me about, an ex-NFL player who went on, what's that lady's name? Ian Levanzant. Yeah, the lady who fixes everybody's life. Um, <laughs> and the discussion was based around how he was an NFL player and he was married. Uh, And he had slept with over 340 women before, during, and during the marriage, I think it was.
0: Um,
1: And from the outside looking in, we can all have our perspective and and be judgmental if we choose to on something of that sort of behavior. But what, what Kendrick and I were discussing was from our own personal perspective of being put in his shoes. I have been in his shoes. I have not on that level. Well, not on that level, obviously, uh, because we're not NFL players. But we are players, or we were players. We were players of back a different in the days. of a different caliber. <laughs> um, and and what we were what we were saying was uh, when you're in that position, there's two ways you can approach it. For me, when I finally met uh, a, a woman that I decided to try to be not only monogamous with. But also um, to be exclusive with, and to be in a serious relationship, I had made the transition, I believe, too fast, and I and I kind of went. It was like going cold turkey off of drugs or alcohol. Uh, you just try to stop doing everything immediately. Right. Um, and for me personally, I was explaining to Kendrick how, like, I went from having a consistency of no less than three women on rotation in my life at one time, um, dating and also having sexual activity with. Uh, to trying to focus on one. And I mean, it was just like almost like an overnight transition. And it was very complicated and very difficult to make that transition because I was still dealing with uh, emotional ties and sexual ties that I had abandoned without explanation. Right. With the woman that I was interacting with because I was trying to focus on the one woman that had captivated me. And Kendrick made a good point about, uh, uh, about what it is that you fuel to make it more difficult. Tell them what you had said.
0: I think one of the things that, that helped me in my season of juggling women was there, there's something that I just naturally don't gravitate to. And, you know, to each his own, everybody has their vice. But what helped me transition from, say, dating multiple women, sleeping with multiple, uh, multiple women at one time, what helped me was not to feed that lustful behavior. Like, so I stopped um, uh, looking at, I, I was never a fan of looking at anything like pornography type stuff. So I stopped looking at videos or movies that had like sex in it. I stopped listening to a certain type of music because I wanted to make that transition. It was more about character and morals for me that really helped me. And I said, okay, I'm gonna have to stand on this. And and, and besides all of that, um, something that really like really set me on, on, on my path, honestly was my daughter. My first daughter was born. And what happened was I was like, I'm gonna have to be the man that she falls in love with. In other words, I need to be a man of character. I need to, even though she couldn't understand it at the time by my daughter being born, I was like, I can't be no, uh, uh, male hole, whatever you want to call us out there, uh, dating a bunch of women, cutting up and, What will I be showing my my children to come and even my daughter here? So it helped me to not uh, look at a lot of videos. It's almost like fasting. I fasted. I just stopped doing stuff. And I was like, man, forget it. So when it was that transition, when I was uh, ready to just leave uh, the multiple women, um, it it wasn't as hard, but it was still hard nonetheless because of the emotional and the sexual ties. And and I think... um, it's important. You're you going to put out what you feed. And so what, what you intake. In, in so if you're in, in ingesting all this uh, lustful um, environments, whatever you're putting in your head, all that type of stuff, you're going to want to act upon that. If you're watching porn, but yet you're not dating multiple women, guess what's going to happen? You're going to still have to feed that lust.
1: And his perspective is complete opposite of what mine was and that's what's great about us having this discussion because we're not just having this discussion to talk about that guy's experience and what he was going through. What we are what we would like to do is share our experiences in correlation with what he was going through and perhaps give advice or guidance on how not to fall into the same situation if you are by chance listening to this and you are wondering how not to fall into that. So Kendrick did not Continue to feed his soul all the lustful energy in which would continue to make it difficult for him to make the transition. I, on the other hand, was the total opposite. I did continue watching pornography and continued interacting um, with the, the women that were prior to the female who I was trying to embrace. But the, the struggle is, like I said again, trying to go cold turkey. If you're in a position to where you find yourself being with a lot of different women and then you meet that one because it's inevitable, it's going to happen. We're all going to meet that one at some point in time. And we usually aren't prepared for it. Mm -hmm. But you're going to meet that one that's going to impact you in a way that makes you say, you know what, I need to focus on this woman. Rethink a few things. Absolutely. There's a reason why people's uh, paths cross in life. And the advice that I give is... When you meet that woman, you need to be mature enough. And it's difficult for men because we mature at a slower rate than women. Be mature enough to recognize how special that woman is and to respect that woman, especially if she's worthy of it. Be mature enough to analyze the situation and say, am I going to put her in a position to where I can hurt someone who doesn't deserve the pain of me not being ready to deal with her? And if you're not ready to deal with that woman, let that woman, leave that woman alone because there will be, there's a man out there that will be ready to deal with that woman. But if your lust is that strong and you are in a position to where you're consistently having more than one woman on rotation, that's where the challenge is because you always think that you can fit one more in, especially one that's worthy of your time and attention. Um, I think a lot of times men who like to have a rotation of women do so because they they find a piece of each woman that equals up to their idea of one, one woman. good woman. Right, right. And until they find that one good woman with all the qualities that those two or three women bring collectively to their idea and their mind of a woman, they continue to do that. And that again, too, is a challenge because when, you, when that woman comes into your life and she's the one and the universe lines up and is like, okay, I know you're a player or whatever, but you know, you can be, you can be a good guy. There's, there are players that are good-spirited people and not malicious and not out to hurt anybody. Right. Uh, usually it's a level of being selfish and that's the kind of behavior that dictates so people check, who are players.
0: So check this out, when, when I was younger, what was emulated to me, like what was in my face all the time was, you know, the uncles was players, stepdad did his thing on the side more than likely um, he'll still probably deny it to this day, but you know, <laughs> there's fruit. The fruit is in the in the in the pudding, or the proof is in the pudding. So um, you judge a tree by its fruit, right? So growing up, a lot of us, uh, the ones that play with with different women's hearts and different women play with our hearts, whatever how you want to look at it, a lot of times we're it's almost like a program. You're conditioned to to do a certain thing, be a certain way. And I remember. Uh, Growing up, my uncles used to call me like a pump because I didn't want to start having sex too early. And it was it was crazy because I was like, that's just not my character. And, and, And the cool thing is, once I went through my little phase in my 20s, I'm straight now. Like now that I'm older, I'm not saying I don't find different women desirable, but I don't I don't like really act upon that. So growing up and seeing everybody trying to be a player, everybody wants to be a pimp. Um, That's what everybody's, you know, that's what the stigma was. If you're not a pimp, you're a punk. And but then when you look at their relationships, everybody's relationship was dysfunctional. So they're looking for something they could have actually fixed because a few of my uncles had some really some dang good women. But the problem was they weren't willing to fix what was at home. They were more willing to go out there and keep searching to see if the grass was greener. And then when they lose that real good one, now all women are dogs or, or bad when they didn't look at them themselves first and to start with themselves and say, I need to need to change a few things. And I think one of the things that um, I didn't mention when I was talking about my daughter helped change me. Another thing that <laughs> that I recognize is just something that I, I paid attention to is I started uh, I stopped going to clubs and start uh, and stopped drinking. I'm not telling nobody to stop drinking. I'm just saying what it did was I was able to identify what was curving that lustful appetite. And so I knew when I would drink, I wanna go to the clubs. So I'm at the clubs, scadly dressed women. I'm grinding, they grinding, you know, one thing can lead to another, phone calls get exchanged. and Here we go with that same pattern again. So I had to recognize something within myself first and then, because your vice might be something completely different, but mine's was just drinking uh, heavily, going to the clubs, and once I kind of stopped a lot of that, that curved my appetite. So now I don't struggle with the same things I used to struggle with uh, when I was younger, you know what I mean?
1: And again, there's two different perspectives on this topic, and you're, you're getting the perspective from someone who grasped hold of a mature aspect of it, which is Kendrick, in regards to someone such as myself who continued to look at it in a more immature, and a more free, lust-driven aspect, which was myself. And again, uh, guys mature at a slower rate than women, obviously, and, and that's just the way it is. And so, and each person is, is, is each person is different in how they mature. So I'm not saying all guys are the same. I never categorize everyone in the same category. But to be completely honest, and in, in, the, in, the, in the sense of from athletes and, and people with monetary abundance, it kind of confuses me when athletes or entertainers or, or guys who have acquired a certain tax bracket but they are in the, in, the, in the spotlight and they are uh, somewhat celebrities, whatever, and know that they're, the women are going to be waiting outside the locker rooms and all over the place. Guys who get married knowing that the temptations are greater based on who they are and and what they do in life, who get married and then expect the woman that they marry to allow them to act and do the things that they want to do on the side and just accept it. That's that's a mentality that I, I just can't embrace and I don't understand and that's psychologically I don't get that. And that's why a lot of times I think you see athletes in the news for domestic violence purposes and things of that nature because I honestly believe that and I'm not, I'm not judging or trying to throw any guys under the bus. Right. I'm way beyond that. But from the outside looking in, again, you see a lot of times you know, athletes, domestic violent cases with women. And I would say that probably nine times out of ten is because those guys are doing something extracurricular because they can't handle the temptation of being who they are.
0: What's in front of them,
1: and, and the extra women that come with, with being who they are. But they might feel a certain way about that one particular woman who they think is supposed to hold it down and, and you know, be ride or die forever for whatever reasons. That's, to me, that's so unfair. And I, I, I would just suggest, again, because we're trying to give suggestions and perhaps some advice, because we've been there and done that, so we are able to do that. If you're not ready to completely embrace that lifestyle and that relationship, stay single. Pretty much. And the reason why I say that is because you're not only doing damage to yourself—
0: Doing her you're, doing,
1: you're, you're, you're doing damage to another person and disrupting another person's energy, altering another person's existence, spirit, attitude, emotions, and that sort of thing. Now, when you stay single, you can play that game because if you never commit to anyone and if those women who know you're single still choose to interact and hang out with you, then that's their choice. You're not manipulating them. Because you are staying single and you're letting them know I'm single. I like being single. And so either you're going to deal with me or you're not. Everybody wants that level of commitment, but it's up to a mature man to say, I'm going to stay single as opposed to taking advantage of the love that someone wants to give to me and the dedication that someone wants to give to me. But I'm still selfish. It's difficult to be selfish in a relationship. It doesn't work.
0: Right. So check this out. So we got to wrap this up. So you guys can leave comments. You can leave. uh, I'm over here trying to convince my boy. He needs to start a podcast. This guy is just full of wisdom here. And uh, so I just want y'all to leave some comments, leave a voicemail. Let us know what you think. Actually, uh, if you want to, you can leave a voicemail. I'm trying to figure out how to put this on the podcast itself as well. Maybe you can leave a voicemail. Tell us your experience and where your mindset is at. So we don't know everything, but we're speaking from personal experience of what helped us get over the hump of just, you know, just sleeping around, not having no shame or guilt, no, no, um, <laughs> just not even worried about anybody else. And we we're being selfish in those, in those uh, moments of our lives. But if you like what you just heard, please post a comment, give us some feedback. If you didn't like it, give us some feedback too. So here we are. W.A.
1: Carter. Hey, 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 signing off.
0: In case still, words of wisdom.
1: Holla at your boys. All right, go